It's here and it's spectacular. The all new ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Sunday morning, such a winter's day, talking playoff football. Brian, we are good as gold this morning, are we not? Oh, boy, really? Uh, that was the lead in the AP uh, wire story, and I, I shook my head then. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you, you know what to expect from me. Although uh, I will say, on a winter's day, I would appreciate somebody inventing a better snow brush. You know, one, oh. that, one that will be able to brush the snow from your car door so when you open it, all the snow, you know, no, how it just go in flies in right onto your seat, yeah. and you're sitting, uh-huh. you're sitting in melting snow on the way to work. Yeah, could somebody get that me. done, please? Happened to me too. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah when we last uh, met yesterday, you were planning on going to a place where they serve cold beer and watching both football games. Are, are you sober? I did it. I'm sober and I'm happy. Yeah, well, I mean, if you just watched the one game last night and saw that result and. Twitter just exploded with the Aaron Rodgers bashing. Um, I mean, this this is what we celebrate in Chicago. Uh, Aaron Rodgers falling flat I mean, on his he's face. He's not even on the payroll anymore, and he's still paying dividends. <laughs> it's uh, look, and I'm all for it. I mean, anytime we can celebrate Green Bay's misery, and they've had a lot of postseason misery, but they they they're usually in the postseason, uh, unlike a certain for a uh, moment or two. Team. For a moment or two. Well. Uh, more so than our beloved. Uh, yeah, Bears. well, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, uh, all the talent he has, he just hasn't been able to pay it off. And I think this year he was louder. He was more um, obnoxious. Obnoxious. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot Arrogant. of there, Yeah, there are a lot of adjectives we can throw yep. at this. So absolutely. it's really, really gratifying to see him go down in a heap like this. Well, I love at the Lambeau fact- when it's so cold because that's supposed to be. "Quote unquote Packer weather, yeah, two degrees, snow coming down." And, and look, I love all the factoids on Twitter. First team to win thirteen games, three consecutive seasons, not make a Super Bowl. You own that, you know. You own the Bears, but you own some really bad statistics and and historical facts now, right? So, God bless Robbie Gold. Uh, you know, not good enough for the Bears, but uh, still kicking field goals uh, that mean something and. Might uh, might be heading to a Super Bowl. Uh, the momentum team right now, your San Francisco 49ers. And what one, uh, I saw another factoid, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking in Green Bay and one Super Bowl so far. Right, yeah. right. Boy, did they drop the ball up there, literally well, and figuratively. Because, look, when you when you have uh, a guy like him leading the team and, and being able to do that during the season and not being cashed, uh, be able to cash in in the uh, playoffs, you know, is it is it them? Is it the coach, or is it the team that just has not built a sustain a sustainable product behind a franchise quarterback to get that done? We don't care. We're just smiling because you know that was really a lot of fun to watch. As was the game before that. And remember what I said, Brian. I said that I was going for the Bengals against all common sense, and it actually worked out. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we'll get to that game because. <laughs> There's no way they should have won that game uh, with their field goals and field goals. I told you that, you know, their red zone issues and, yeah. and you know, Mike Vrabel uh, backing up uh, Ryan Tannehill's stupidity with his stupidity. And that's why Tennessee doesn't win postseason game, uh, game games at home in particular. And 
I mean, what a what a disaster that I was. Mean, how many more sacks do you have to have to actually win? Nine sacks. But, I know. How many more but, would it have taken? Well, that's historically great to, in terms of getting to the quarterback. Right. And, um, and yet three turnovers. Thank you, Ryan Tannehill. If you were backing the uh, – I gave the Titans my best bet of the weekend – I hate when the handicapping is great and then the stupidity shows up because I can't do anything about that. But here's one thing I know, Mr. Zander, looking at the Bears head coaching interviews, we can scratch Nathaniel Hackett right off the list, Packers offensive coordinator. Yep, yep, uh, okay. The, the special not, team, uh, right? The you special should've... teams coordinator didn't interview, but you know, I, I, I said last week to you that you could, maybe it was to Jesse, you could put a gun to your head two week, three weeks ago and someone asked you who the Packers offensive coordinator is, and you'd have no idea no because idea. No idea. it's all about Aaron Rodgers yep. and maybe Matt LaFleur, but certainly you don't get down to Nathaniel Hackett, and no, they didn't do that yesterday. So Well, and look, the special teams, yeah, they have a mess up there, but, but, but to blame that, Aaron's better no. than what he did. Aaron's way better, and he did oh. not come through when he had to. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you know, you know, people. Well, there are people leaning on that whole special teams thing, which is a load of BS. Well, let's let's uh, let's re- go back and, and listen to it and enjoy it yet again because it's uh, less than twenty four hours old, and it's never going to get old as long as you're a Bears fan. Here's what happened up in Green Bay. Kick was down the middle and good. 49ers win it. Oh, wrong one. But that, uh, no, yeah, that was the right one. What no, am that I was thinking? the right one. I've yeah. got all kinds of sound here, and it's all good for me because yeah. I was rooting for the Bengals. So I'm just I'm just excited to start pressing buttons. Yes, that was, that was really, really fabulous. Obviously, with all the conditions up there that people were saying that, you know, there's no way the 49ers, and I kind of bought into that. The 49ers was going to have a, they were going to have a tough time in that cold weather and in Lambeau and everything, everything working against them. And uh, I can't say it was really the 49ers that beat the Packers as much as it was the Packers not playing allowed up to them, their potential. Allowed them to hang around. That you know, even there's you know, like the the block field goal right at before the half. Yeah. So they don't go up ten nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Robbie Gold again, too old for the Bears. Ryan Pace said, "Yeah, we don't need to be." And how you know, that was? Uh, he was too old six years ago, five six years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Uh, and I loved. It. I tweeted re- uh, retweeted the video of Robbie Gold starting the day by practicing field I goals. I saw that while they were lining up. It'd be funny if one shot off the right of his foot and just clocked one of them. But yeah, yeah, the Packers are introduced to their team. They're lined up and they're coming down, and the the smoke is going off. And Robbie's like, "Yeah, okay, working over here, working." And you know, guess what? The the practice kicks came through. So there you go. Yeah, that you know, Bears fans have no reason to celebrate the Bears perhaps today, but they're feeling good, and it is just. such a uh, a victory for Robbie and somebody who played here and such a glaring mistake again were showed that, you know, Robbie not being here. He's been in San Francisco. I mean, uh, yeah, San Fran since since we let him go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like he kept changing teams. No. Somebody else grabbed him and held on to him tight. Yeah, and guess what? He might be kicking those in a Super Bowl. So yep. uh, it's terrific. But having said that, you know, as much as I was celebrating all the vitriol and the humor on Twitter last night. Are you going to bring up the uh, Twitter poll? No. It, well, yeah, but isn't yeah. it kind of a loser's lament for a great sh- sports market that we live in in Chicago? Yeah. yeah. 
that, you know, the McCaskies want to point to the founding organization, George House. And unfortunately, it was like the Blackhawks back in the day when all the highlights were in black and white, because that's, <laughs> that's how long it's been, um, that we have to celebrate Green Bay's misery. Of course, it's pathetic, but it it's is all pathetic. we have right now. I know, but I mean, it just it, it, it speaks volumes about, you know, what we have with the family we have running this football franchise. And, you know, I, I get I, I enjoy it for a little bit and then it bugs the hell out of me that we're sitting there. We might not even be in a playoff game for the next 10 years to, to lose oh. a playoff game. Let's, um, take, let's just take it season by season. I can't yeah. handle that kind of misery in one day. Yeah, but I mean that's just that's our our lot in life. Right yes, now. it is. It is. It is, and that's and that's why we we are looking to celebrate anything we can. And uh, last night was a bit of a celebration, but today it's a bit of a hangover hangover because we realize that we would have liked to be in the position that the Packers were in to even have that shot, and they didn't make the most of it. But we are that much. Uh, well, we're that far away at this point. Yeah. We don't know when we're going to get there. We, and, we expect the White Sox to keep you know, uh, breaking down the door in the postseason uh-huh. and eventually get to the promised land. The Bulls look like they're going to be back in the conversation for a long time to come. Mm. The Blackhawks, well, you know, a long time away. You know, maybe a, three years might be optimistic to, to legitimately be called Stanley Cup contender. Yep. Who knows what's going on on the north side? You know, if they're, are they spending money? If, you know, if they... Well, if but Correa go, lands up there, yeah. the attitude's then, then, are going to change. Then, yeah, then wake me up and yeah. I'll, you know, we can start talking about winning more than a division. But certainly the White Sox and the Bulls and, you know, you would love the Bears to, to get the GM right, get the coach right. Still a lot of heavy lifting. One of our calls yesterday went through the whole list of, you know, offensive line, receivers, secondary. We all know. Yeah. How much work? Unfortunately, needs to be all done. of that stuff is down the line because we need right. a GM and a Absolutely. coach first. We can't even consider all the needs. We have too many needs. Yeah, but part of the uh, celebration last night was also everyone saying, "Oh, here comes the hand wringing." We're gonna have to listen to Aaron Rodgers talk about his future for the next off season. He says a couple of weeks, but we know how he's a diva and he likes to have those right. things drag on because he likes to be in the center of attention. That said, you want to get to the Twitter poll question? Yeah, I do because. This is going to light up the phones, and this is yours. This is all yours. I really appreciate it. It's a great poll today. Tell us what you're asking at ESPN 1000 on Twitter today. Okay, so it might be a deal with the devil, Bears fans, (laughs) and you know you hate the guy, but if Aaron Rodgers said, you know, I would like to go down to Chicago for at least a year, and Justin Fields, under the new head coach, who's going to be an offensive genius and, and, you know, going to develop the young quarterback into the franchise quarterback, we're hoping, hoping will be but for for a year you get Aaron Rodgers and everything he brings that's right he brings you to the postseason usually would you do it yes or no would you want that simple and as that so yep yes or no uh, yeah, yeah, it's not love, simple but uh, that question is simple but it's yeah uh, and and you know already on Twitter you get no bleeping way and uh but you know if you take if you look at it realistically and you thought, okay, what were your chances to get to a, a playoff game and legitimately have a chance to win a playoff game, even though they didn't do it last night, um, would you do it? Would you want it? Would you embrace one year of Aaron Rodgers? Not, you know, everyone has him going to Denver or wherever he's going, but um, it, it's just, it's fantasy football. I get it. But I'd love to hear from Bears fans if, in their heart of hearts. Would you love to hate the guy for one year? Yeah, jump on Twitter or uh, yeah. call us here, 312-332-3776. He brings a lot of disruption. We saw that this past year. And it's not going to get, he's not going to get quieter. He's only going to get louder. 
that's a lot of drama that he brings. So, uh, you know, all things considered, it's not an easy choice. Plus, those Packers were a lot better team, uh, you know, all around than the Bears are. So him coming here automatically without making or being able to make a lot of changes for the new season, does that really equal a playoff spot? Well, here you go. So Aaron Rodgers, uh, after the game last night, it didn't take long for the Green Bay media to get around to asking about, hey, was that your last game as a Green Bay Packer? I mean, I did not think we'd be talking about this after this game, but, uh, you know, I'm going to take some time and, and sure uh, have conversations with the folks around here mm-hmm. and then take some time away and make a decision. Um, obviously before free agency or anything kind of gets going on that front, but you know, it's, it's fresh right now. It's, it's, you know, a little shocking for sure. Definitely haven't, you know, was hoping to have, you know, a nice week after the NFC championship to enjoy the lead up and, and then start contemplating some things. So I haven't even, haven't even uh, let the moment really sink in yet. Well, let it sink in, Aaron. I hope you're waking up to with a tr- tremendous headache today because that hangover is real, pal. Do with those uh, styrofoam ste- uh, cheese wedges, they help a uh, migraine or they just... I, I, no, I, they look like they hurt. Yeah. They look like they just add to the pain. Yeah, yeah you know, it, woe is him. Woe is him. Uh, uh, yeah. I hear maybe the hurt go, and, uh, and, and, and uh, maybe I'll the pain do some Jeopardy shows and then uh, maybe I'll fill in. Hey, he's got a Pat Ma- McAfee show to do. Yeah. I can't wait for that, right? Must tune in yeah. YouTube TV, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he also had something to say about um, how, you know, he may have conditions if he hangs around. Okay. You know, with guys that have expiring contracts, the salary cap situation, do you still think it's possible? To win a Super Bowl here, or was this kind of the last go at it? Yeah, I don't know, Rob. I mean, that's a that's a fair question. Uh, definitely what I've thought about. But you know, there are a lot of decisions to be made, and you know, key players, a lot of guys who played the night. You know, Brad Z coming back, Whitney coming back from a torn bicep. It's incredible. You know, the contributions we got from Dennis Kelly were were outstanding. Obviously, Devontae is the best receiver in the league, and his, you know, he's, uh, you know, free agent, although they could obviously tag him. Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, um, you know, so many guys' contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff. So a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, if, you know, if I'm – going to keep playing so uh, a lot of decisions you know in the next couple months now i agree with him why would he want to be part of a rebuild no he's 38 uh, now you know what do you think he's got i mean he could three or four more years easily i mean it doesn't look like uh physically anything's going to hold him back necessarily so um it'll be interesting to only because he is that good but you know, the, the diva drama that comes with those decisions and that those conversations. Yep. And, um, you know, it, 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 the Bears Bears fans will be happy when he's out of town because we don't know that Jordan Love is going to keep uh, keep their postseason, postseason uh, hopes alive, right, necessarily. So, but it has been a long time since, well, again, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking and one Super Bowl. But 
in my heart of hearts. There's a lot of glitz, but no results. Not enough. Yeah, but if he wanted to show up in a Bears jersey next year, eh, there are a lot worse things you could do as a Bears fan. (laughs) All right, so we know where your vote is. 312-332-3776. Hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN1000 for that Twitter poll. It's Xander and Hanley. We'll be back to talk more football, talk about what happened yesterday, and talk about what is set to happen today here on ESPN1000. ESPN 1000, Xander and Hamley taking your calls, 312-332-3776. We've got a Twitter poll that basically says, yes, it may be a deal with the devil, but if Aaron were willing to come down to Chicago for a year and play for the Bears, would you be good with that? And uh, people are pretty, there's nobody on the fence here. Brian. Yeah. If you call in, you can't use the same language you use on Twitter. All right. Because. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Say, say, keep our fingers busy today. Yeah. (laughs) Robin Irving Park wants to jump on and talk about this very subject. Hey, Rob, good morning. You're on ESPN 1000. Hay, how you guys doing? Um, Okay, cool. So I'm calling because this idea that like Aaron Rodgers is the drama in Green Bay, it's such a like false narrative that. I don't know, a lot of people, I know as Chicagoan, we hate Green Bay. I hate Green Bay. But you have to look up there and see a transcendent talent whose organization has never supported him, much like the Bears don't support their own organization. <laughs> but outside of Devontae Adams, that Bears roster is about, is pretty close to that Green Bay roster. Like, yeah, we don't have the offensive line. We have different kinds of weapons. Our defense I think is leagues beyond what they have, maybe not schematically, but with the pieces we have. So it's the idea of this drama surrounding him. Chicago always has drama surrounding them. This city lives on drama. Well, you're not wrong, but, you know, he seems to bring a certain brand of drama that I'm not interested in personally. And as far as, you know, aside from Aaron and uh, Adams, you really think the teams are comparative? Our defense is getting old. We don't know what pieces we're going to have, and we don't know what coach we're going to have. And based well, yeah, on what well, we know, what we had before, there's no way they're equal because of our coaching staff. Well, this is assuming, you know, obviously they get the coaching staff right. Maybe someone like Aaron Rodgers could actually help right. Ted Phillips, whoever's making decisions, figure <laughs> Ted. this situation out. But, um, I mean, if you look at the middle linebacker position, Devon J. Campbell, I think Roquan Smith is better than him. Sure. Jair, Jair, but he didn't play this year. We have Jalen Smith. Um, we have a better pass rush than Green Bay has. If you put those pieces together, I mean, look what the 49ers did with just a pass rush. They – Sacked Joey B nine times, almost took him down to the mat. So it doesn't take a complete defense when you have someone like number 12 throwing the ball. Right, but you brought up the O-line, and, and that is a uh, yeah, real okay. bad situation down here in Chicago. But guess what? It's real bad, but it'd get a lot better if uh, Aaron Rodgers was the one with the ball in his hands. Uh, well, that, that, would, I- that would help. Yep, that would help. Thanks, uh, Rob. Uh, that would definitely help. And uh, look, we have to have the right coach in place, and we have just so many plates spinning in the air right now. Yeah, well, that's it, the start of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you know that, that the, before, and we should say this too, uh, Mr. Zander. Before we uh, started parading down Michigan Avenue celebrating the Packers' loss, uh, news came across that Alex Caruso, even though he remained in the game after the Grayson Allen cheap shot, um, flagrant two foul and injection, Caruso talked Billy Donovan into letting him finish the game. Um, and we didn't think it was a big, a serious injury. His wrist was sore. He played it. He played. So, you know, that was that. We were hoping the NBA would still come down with some disciplinary, disciplinary measure against uh, Grayson Allen. We're still waiting on that. Yep, we are. But, 
But the news came out that, oh, oh, oh hold on. He's got to have wrist surgery. I so know. When I saw that, yeah, we were, done, we were done. We were done with the show yesterday. Went back to uh, my son's place. I looked at Twitter. It's like, oh, my God. That just uh, uh, audible. Wow. Are you kidding me? Now, sources tell ESPN's uh, Woj that a decision on possible league punishment for Allen is yet to be decided. The NBA does take into consideration any injury suffered by the offended player, which is obviously good news in, uh, you know, maybe them dealing something. Because we talked about it yesterday. A fine is pointless. Stop with the fining. Make the team suffer for his, uh, you know, his misstep. And we're going to end up talking because to you. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. uh, Steve, Steve Ashburner, yeah. um, our buddy from NBA.com will join us and he'll give us his perspective. Yep. But I'll tell you right now, I mean, it's no argument. Alex Crusoe is much more important to the Bulls than Grayson Allen is to the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's a, a- with, Lonzo, with Lonzo Ball being out uh, for a couple months and now Alex Crusoe being out. I think we have our question answered about wh- how aggressive you'd be at trade deadline time and, and you wouldn't be at all because uh, the health has worked against you here yep yep absolutely and i wish that, that they would wait the uh, that decision on how valuable a player is to their given team i don't think they do that but it's just good that they do pay attention to the fact of there was an injury and a uh, serious injury let's get back to uh, some rogers calls real quick before we uh, hit the break and uh, end up talking to steve about basketball nba basketball this is taylor in uh hyde park taylor you're on with xander and hanley here espn 1000 good morning hey xander hey Hanley. what's up man how you guys doing this morning um this is a this is a beautiful beautiful day even though we're, we're in the snow uh aaron Rodgers, this so-called bad man that everyone keeps talking about can find a way to get it done. He has the greatest home field advantage probably in the entire NFL and somehow loses these games um, in the playoffs. Uh, I know he's a good or great quarterback, however you want to classify it. Um, but honestly, I don't want him here in Chicago. Not because of the fact that he can't win. I know he can, he can win regular season games, but there's no way he's going to deal with, you know, with the drama we have in Chicago. He had a great situation in Green Bay. The fans love him. Been a veteran there for a long time. Got the coach that I think that he actually wanted with the great offense that he has. Uh, has Devontae Adams. Has these weapons that people kind of just blow over and gloss over. And then uh, there's too much drama there. If he comes here, we have no coach, no GM, no offensive line. I mean, that's drama no in itself. No direction. And, it's, yeah. and then not to mention, he has to play Green Bay twice a year, which will be, you know, added venom to, to him. But... I just don't see it as a, as a good a good match or a good fit. Um, I don't see why he would ever want to come to a place with all those things that aren't um, in order. So I say move past the conversation. Let him sulk in his uh, you know in his non playoff um, ability to kind of get it done, and then let him go out on the West Coast. I think that's where he ultimately wants to go. A place like San Fran. Yep. To be honest yep. with you, I agree. Thanks. Yeah. Kevin. Look, I mean, reality reality check. He's not coming here. No. But I right. mean. My point is It that, is fantasy football, as you said. Yeah, but my point is, Mark, that, you know, hate him. He owns us. You know, he's arrogant. He's self-centered. He's all the above. And our, our buddy Gridiron Assassin does point out that it's 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacking in Green Bay, two Super Bowls. You know, but it should have been a hell of a lot more. Um, yep. But the fact of the matter is, it just, here we are in the, the great Chicago sports market where you could probably have two NFL teams uh, just like Los Angeles and do, you know, and, and people would show up, right? But 
we get the Bears and we get Bears futility year in, year out. And we have to hope against hope that this time they get it right. But who knows? The odds would be they don't. But if you could get one, one, you would actually get Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, give you some hope from you wouldn't have a five game losing streak during the middle of the season uh, or yeah. six game losing streak like we've gotten used to over the last three years. I, I, right? you're, you're selling it. You're selling it. I'm not feeling it personally. Here's Eric in Milwaukee. I want to get his perspective up there. Welcome to ESPN 1000, hey, Eric. On, hey. We were at the, I'm with a couple buddies. We were at the game last night. Um, num- the number one thing. I don't think if you're if you're a true Bears fan, you would take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. I mean, whether it happened or not, um, just because if you love football, he's going to make your team better. Yep. And someone was saying the two rosters, the Packers and Bears, were uh, about equal. I don't know about that. I think the yeah. Packers right now have the best roster to win with Aaron Rodgers, but with our cap situation next year, Ooh. we're – we're basically going to be rebuilding. We, we're not going to be able to sign half the players back. What but are they? 50, mi- 50, they'd be fifty million over the cap or something like that. If if everyone's forty four million, yeah, help. Yeah, that's uh, that's a rough situation. I think that, you know the window closed on them up there. I got news for you. The one area I know the Bears are better at special teams. <laughs> yeah, and, and right. most of the time, most of the time, not always with Matt Nagy, but they would have eleven men out there. To, to try to block a game-winning field goal, not 10. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got solid points there. Solid points there. Um, we're going to end up talking to uh, Steve Ashburner of NBA.com, and we're going to get his feel on the whole Caruso thing. Do we know if there's a timeline, uh, what typically happens in the NBA, Brian? Do you know of how, uh, you know, the I mean, review process or whatever, when we might see impact for this? Tyler Aki thinks the, our great Bucks? producer said that he would expect something Monday I don't know. I mean, okay, so now they you take have, the day off today. Well, yeah, they watch NFL playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I um, guess. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Now they they have all the information they need. Now they know the that yep. Russo's out and mm-hmm. needs surgery. So I don't know what what more you need. You can look at that replay if you need to look at it twice. Okay, look at it twice. You really don't once would be enough. Um, but hopefully we get some information tomorrow. But Steve will give us perspective, and of course we'll we'll get back to the. Uh, NFL conversation before we get out of here at noon as well. Yep, yep, we'll do that. All of that coming up here on ESPN 1000. Kicks it out to Connaughton. His three won't go. Long rebound. Caruso taken away by Middleton for a moment. Then DeSumo's got it. Hits the trailer. Caruso and a hard foul on Grayson Allen as Caruso hits the deck. They'll look at this to see whether this is a flagrant, and if it's a flagrant, whether it's a one or a two on Grayson Allen. Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. Brian, I still think that's a five. If there was a, that's a five on the scale of two. If it was final tap, it'd be 11. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah. Of course it would. Steve Ashburner joins us here from NBA.com. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Thanks for having me on. You picked a hell of a day to drive uh, across state lines and uh, weather. Hope, hope you're doing okay there, Steve. <laughs> well, as long as I got, um, I'd say, south of Crown Point, Indiana, um, it's been fine. So it was just uh, just getting out of Illinois. That was yeah, north of, uh, northwest Indiana is always tough on a snow day. So, Steve, uh, that was a scene up at uh, Milwaukee the other night, uh, Grayson Allen. Body slamming uh, Alex Caruso. 
Uh, Caruso remains in the game, says his wrist is sore, but we find out yesterday it, it needs surgery. He's out for probably two months or so. A um, couple questions. First would be, what do you think happens to Grayson Allen? And the second would be, even though the Bulls are sitting here at 28-16, and 16, now second in the Eastern Conference, realistically, what kind of team do they have moving forward, given the you know guys like Lonzo Ball being out and Crusoe being out and Zach Levine in and out? Well, taking those in order, I mean, in terms of the first one, I'm not sure anything else happens to uh, Grayson Allen. Maybe there'll be a fine attached to it. I don't expect that he would be suspended. Generally, a, fl- a flagrant two, it sits you down that night. So uh, further suspensions unlikely. If, if he'd gotten off on a flagrant one, well, then you know perhaps that would be that would be uh, an opportunity then to suspend him and, and sit him down. I know that you know there's a certain school of thought that if you injure a player and he misses a significant amount of time, you should somehow be suspended for a, a like amount of time. Um, you know, it's totally unrealistic, but it would seem there would be some justice in that. Now, I, I do have to take uh, issue with the description of it as a body slam. I mean, he fouled him on a layup attempt. He fouled him across his, his arms. Right. And then the odd thing was is that he fouled him again while while they were in the air. I mean, he, he brought his other arm his right around. Hand. Yeah, his right yeah. arm, yeah. You know, and, and knocked him even, even you know, into a more unstable situation where he landed, you know, really badly. And it's a, that's, a, that's unusual. I think that's what got the, the whole flagrant two situation. If he had not used that second arm, um, I think it just would have been a – it probably would have been a flagrant one. But it was – Essentially, to that point, in my mind, a basketball play. I mean, you go up and you, you don't want to give up a layup in a close game like that. Um, now, you, you do have to be mindful. I mean, I think universally, basketball players will say you, you've got to factor in a guy who's up in the air because he's much more susceptible, much more vulnerable, you know, to uh, to real uh, serious injuries. Um, right away, I know that people went to Grayson Allen's Duke days. From being a, a loyal pest, um, even a even a, a dirty player, I, I didn't watch him that much when he was at Duke, but but his reputation was pretty well known. That uh, he was an annoyance, he was an irritant. Um, he has addressed that several times. I mean, with with each team that he's played for in the NBA, and including the Bucks most recently when he when he joined them, um, he has addressed that. And he feels like that's you know that's, that's old information. He's left that behind. I mean, he's been a productive NBA player. Uh, the NBA certainly has had him, uh, you know, under its control in terms of what he's able to get away with or try to get away with. Has he but, been suspended prior? Has he ever been suspended or fined for anything like that I'm in the sure, NBA? I'm not sure, like, you know, as an NBA rookie or anything at all, but, I mean, I know that he's had a, a pretty clean record since then, and he's he's been a helpful player for the Bucks for what that's worth, but... You know, it just shows you when you have a reputation, you know, <laughs> even for what you do on weekends in college, it might stick with you once you're uh, a <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, Steve, uh, Alex Crusoe, though, and there's no argue, arguing how much he's, uh, how, how important he is to the Bulls, and certainly his defense sets the tone. Um, again, the record looks really good, um, but it seems like they're ahead of schedule, if, that, if that's fair to say, and 
as you get closer to the trade deadline, do they make any moves to, to improve the now or they be prudent and just look big picture and say, given health and everything else, we just play this thing out. We'll be a playoff team no matter. And, uh, you know, get some experience and, and come back next year and see, uh, see where that goes. Yeah, I would, uh, given those options, I would lean towards the latter just because I agree. I think that they, they got their expectations, um, you know, boosted beyond um, what they've been to start this year. I thought they were a flawed team when they began the season, not big enough, um, not sure how the parts would match, not, with it, not sure how they would be defensively, and they overachieved right from the get-go. I mean, the tandem of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, you know, was – Great fun, uh, you know, for people to watch, and, and it will be when they're back together again. Alex Caruso was a, um, I mean, he was almost a tandem with, with Lonzo Ball, defensively. Yeah. And just, you know, pesky and getting in passing lanes and, and aggressive as a backcourt. I mean, that's vitally important. I mean, you need to have pressure on the ball, um, especially with a guy like Vucevic, who, he has his moments as a rim protector, but he's not known as a defensive player. So, you know, I thought, you know, they were, they were they sort of transcended what the uh, the preseason line on them was. And they even were kind of early to the COVID protocols and, and weathered the disappearance of players into, into quarantine and stuff. And, and they did fine with that. Um, but this is a lot now. I mean, with, with um, Caruso being out uh, with... Ball having had the meniscus surgery that keeps him out. I mean, when Zach Levine went down the uh, you know uh, the other day, we thought, whoa, that's you know that's a that's a big deal, and, and they're going to miss him. He'll be back sooner than the other two guys. I think that's a lot to uh, to give up. But I, I do think rather than you know I've, I've seen it floated, should they get rid of Patrick Williams? He's hurt, not contributing. Still has. I mean, based on where the Bulls drafted him and what he showed last season as a rookie. Um, there's a market for him, move him for immediate help, you know, a guy like Jeremy Grant from Detroit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that. I mean, if you're uh, Arturis and you built this team up, you want to start dismantling it for a window now. Now, the Eastern Conference might be more open right now than it's going to be, depending on how you assess mm-hmm. things going forward. With the Nets having Durant out and, and Kyrie Irving as a part-time player, the Bucks don't seem to be able to maintain any sort of you know, permanent traction, and Brooke Lopez hasn't played since the opening night. So I mean, there's Philadelphia's got the Ben Simmons situation hanging over them. Miami probably figures they're as, as real a Finals contender as anybody, and they're not a they're not a super team. And, and so maybe the Bulls think, well, you know what? Let's strike now, and if we have to give up a piece of the future, we do it. But I I don't know. I tend to err on the side of caution, and the fact that. They're building something. Uh, it, it didn't include a trip to the finals this year. If it's changed their vision, you know, I mean, good for them. That's a, that's a bold uh, adjustment. But I think maybe being on track and having, you know, the, uh, the ACME, as the acronym is, uh, management's um, five-year plan or whatever uh, might be a more prudent way to go. Seems like it would be. I think most uh, Bulls fans would agree, but it's just it's so tough to see them outperform expectations and then hit this skid and then deal with the injuries. You just, I think the first reaction is to do something. Well, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I was there on Wednesday when, um, uh, you know, uh, 
Caruso came back, and you would have thought that this was a, a perennial all-star who, you know, the way they welcomed him back and, and what he meant to the aggression of that team and the, you know, sort of talking around the other parts. I mean, he's a he's proven himself to be a valuable player. He's not an MVP like a champ when he shoots free throws, but he's really a nice piece. And to lose him now, too, for a length of time, um, that's a lot. I mean, this is a crowd, a, a Bulls fan base that has – been exceedingly patient. I mean, I I, can, I tend to think the COVID situation, which kept people away from the United Center, provided cover for the Bulls, because I think a lot of people were going to stay away from the United Center anyway. Um, you really test people's patience with some of the stuff that had gone on there over the last you know four years or so. I mean, they had the one token playoff appearance against Boston, and then uh, Rondo got hurt, and that was the end of that. So, you know, it's, it's been a lot of waiting, and um, Maybe that has set in over the first half of the season that um, you know that, that they really want to uh, you know make a make a move now and they've adjusted their their ambitions. Now the one thing I think that can keep things interesting is that they play the Milwaukee Bucks three more times. And I had written a story for Friday for our site about how, despite all the ingredients, this hasn't been the great rivalry you would have expected between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls because really have both teams been good at the same time. If the Bulls can stay afloat as a playoff team, and then they get three more cracks at, at the Bucks and Grayson Allen, I mean that could provide a lot of uh, interest. <laughs> That's entertainment. Well, uh, we'll let you go, Steve. For the last one, I would have for you. Speaking of the Bucks, they're eighteen and three when Giannis and Middleton and Holiday are available and playing in the same games. Um, we know it's all about star power in the NBA. Do the Bulls have enough? core pieces with, with guys like Vucevic and certainly DeRozan and, and Zach and Lonzo Ball, or is there still one you know one big star piece, a big body out there that needs to be added to the equation to make them legitimate? Well, short term, I, I think they've got enough. I mean, I think the way DeRozan and Levine have played, I mean, they both you know have, have a case for, um, never mind being on the all-star team, but even as starters in the East, and Vucevic, you know, he's come around after after having a, a sputtering kind of a start, at least offensively. I mean, he's he's a problem for other teams. Um, I think they have enough right now in terms of, you know, how long will that continue? Uh, you know, assuming that Levine stays put with an extension, um, can DeRozan replicate this? A lot of people will think he can't, which is probably why he probably will. And um, I think they have enough, but yeah, more is always better. I mean, if you get another piece, particularly given these injuries, who can come in at the trade deadline and uh, and win you a couple of games um, with some scoring prowess, I mean, that's you know that'll that'll go a, a long way towards you know how they hit the playoffs. I mean, they began this year thinking, well, if we get a regular playoff spot, well, we'd settle for a play-in spot, and uh, now all of a sudden it's sort of like, well, maybe we can hang out and still get a, a top four seed, which is home court advantage in the first round. Um, you know, that's overachieving in, in, in my view. I, I guess I just, again, I get back to being careful what you give up. Um, but, you know, I'm also a guy that thought DeMar DeRozan was an incredible overpay and probably not a very... Steve, before, before we let you go, I've got one more question for you. You write the rookie ladder column on NBA.com. We've seen Io fluctuate in and out all season. Is he the most impressive second-round pick in this uh, in the league from this year's class, do you think? He 
You know what? I would probably take Herbert Jones of the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, he's, he's not playing in games that really matter that much. But Jones came in. I mean, we saw him early in the season, um, you know, with, with the Pelicans in Chicago. And he was a defensive guy almost 100%. He was in there for that. And he has developed an offensive game. They're a team in, in desperate need with Zion Williamson being such a, to this point, of boss, in my opinion, that um, Herbert Jones, is, to me, he's the, he's the king of the second round from the class of 21, but I put Io right, right there after him. Um, I think with, uh, with Io, it's just been consistent minutes. I mean, you look at, you look at his, his shooting accuracy, and he's as good as any of the rookies out there. I think he's on top in terms of three-point percentage. It's just a matter of getting regular minutes. I mean, I would assume his minutes will be up the more you know, some of their guards and wings are down. So um, he's still got an opportunity, um, and certainly not just being a, a local Yoko uh, that, that gets him his minutes, um, but I, just playing more, I think he'll, he'll, he'll see his real impact. Steve Asperger, thank you for joining us from NBA.com. You can read uh, his work there, and uh, be safe on the roads. Thanks, Steve. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. It's 1000, Xander and Hanley. We've got a Twitter poll up at ESPN1000. Would you want Aaron Rodgers to come down and play for the Bears next season? If that were possible, it's a fantasy. But just to gauge your interest or your non-interest, if you want to continue talking about the Bulls and what happened with Alice Caruso and the injuries and what we're dealing with and anything that uh, Steve had talked about, 312-332-3776. We'll be right back on ESPN 1000. This hour brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, and more in Big Ten play. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. You know, I don't know, Dan. Um, Certainly, we want him back here. Um, I think we'd be crazy not to want him back here. He's going to be the two-time MVP. I mean, this guy does so much for a football team. Not only what you guys see on, on Sundays or or every game day, but what he does in that locker room, how he leads, um, you know, I just, I know what he puts into this thing. And certainly I'm extremely disappointed and that we, we, we couldn't get over the hump for not only him, but for everybody in that locker room. That would be Matt LaFleur, coach of the Packers, lamenting the loss and lamenting possible loss of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right. he's a Bears fans might not want Aaron Rodgers, but uh, Matt Lafleur as a coach, that's a security blanket. Are you kidding me? Yes, he yeah. wants him. Sure. You don't win Super Bowls with him. Uh, those are the facts. Again, only team in history to win thirteen games, uh, three consecutive seasons, and not make even make a Super Bowl. But um, a lot yeah, of window dressing. A lot of window dressing. How about this? Who would have guessed that the Packers' final nine possessions would go fumble, punt, 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 block field goal, punt, field goal. Block, punt, touchdown, punt. It was so crazy just watching that step-by-step going, is this really happening in Lambeau? And my buddy, my my good buddy, Eric, who is a Chicagoan, but he's a Packers fan, you know, God bless his soul. He went up there for the game, and he had to drive seven hours in the ice and snow to get home after his Packers lost. Wow. that Yeah. That's pain on top of pain on top of pain. Well, you know. Uh, and, and look at how many 
49ers fans actually made the trip to Lambeau. There are a few hundred of them there, right? So it, there, there is some, uh, there's nothing better other than seeing Aaron Rodgers lose is to see the look on Green Bay Packer fans' faces after something like that, right? If you're a Bears fan, because, it's you know, priceless. Uh, people on Twitter are like, well, at least as a Bears fan, you know, you're not going to be in a big game to be disappointed, you know, double doink or not. That's but, really a weird perspective, but I yeah, get it. Well, I mean, it's the perspective that we're sitting here today celebrating yeah. the misery of Green Bay because right. we're, we're, terminally mis- miserable as a Bears <laughs> right. fan, right? We do we grab onto whatever we can. And right yeah. now it's all about uh, the Packers losing at uh, Lambeau on a night that should have been theirs. We take well, great um, pleasure in that. Yeah, but it's sad. I mean, it it's sad, sad that the McCaskies will tell you how they, they are the perfect family to be the stewards of the you know, founding. I wonder or, even if the McCaskies were paying attention because they uh, say Green Bay doesn't matter, right? Uh, yeah, it just it only matters when they lose because that's when Virginia gets pissed, right? That that after one of the the bad Packer losses, and there have been a hundred of them, um, that's when George said Virginia was pissed. But the the point is, not mad that, enough apparently. Yeah, the point is, you know, it, it's it's got to be better here in Chicago, so. That if Aaron Rodgers, you know, heads to Denver or out west, wherever he's going, and I, my gut is that he is going to head out, mm-hmm. um, that the door opens up and you better get this GM right. And you better get this coach right. And Justin Fields better be the guy who can get developed and be a franchise quarterback. And now, you know, instead of being the, the redheaded stepchild of the division, I mean, Detroit's still no damn good. And Minnesota's going through its changes. Hey, Detroit too, won a game, didn't they? Or was it actually two? Yeah, but I mean, it's just you should be if you can get the the front office right and the coach right. And by this the way, is a, this is good timing. You're right. If Aaron leaves, this is very good timing to get it right. But Ted's involved. Well, how about the fact that Sean Payton apparently is on vacation and his cell phone's off? He's and, gone dark, as the article says. Yeah, Ian Rappaport reporting that um, he has not committed to returning to the New Orleans Saints. Now, I told you the Bears wouldn't pay $10 million, $12 million, whatever it is. And apparently, Sean Payton's got $45 million left and three more years left on his contract with New Orleans. Right. But Jeff Ireland interviewed to, to be the Bears' new GM, and I tweeted out, well, that's great, but before George McCaskey gives them the black-and-white photo tour at Hallis Hall, this, Jeff used to be a Bears uh, ball boy, yeah. so George is already giddy about that. And then his uh, grandfather was a, a very good scout for the Bears all those years ago. So George loves, even though he downplayed. The connection, sure. Yeah, the history it, and the connections. Yeah. But I said, fine, you know, great. Jeff Ireland can bring a GM, can be GM if he brings Sean Payton along. That's with the him. only way, reason why we want him. Yeah. But I mean, that, you would have to trade for Sean Payton. The uh, Ian Rappaport saying that likely is that if he doesn't return to the, uh, to the Saints, he's going to take a year off and just, you know, chill, maybe do some broadcasting. That's uh, not going to help us decompress, and then maybe come back because that's what you know, Bruce Arians did. Um, and Tampa had to give up a six-round pick to get Sean Payton or to get uh, Arians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, does the Eastern Illinois former quarterback want to come uh, come back home and, and lead the Bears to the promised land? I mean, you would talk about fantasy football, but it's certainly more real. I mean, it's actually a possibility if, if the stars aligned, right? Um, if he wanted to come up here and work his magic and if he thought Justin Fields was all that because they don't have a quarterback down in 
New Orleans right now. Well, you know, the idea that he would take a year off, while I understand that, that certainly would not be helpful to us. No. I, and, and I don't know if he did. He can't just walk away from that contract without restrictions. So I, I don't know if it would be even possible if he wanted to come here next year. No, I mean, he can walk away. But then if he comes back into the league, then the team that would hope to hire him right. would, have to, would have to come up with some draft, uh, you know, some asset to trade to, to get the rights to Sean Payton. Right. Right. And do we have the assets? I, do we, I, we don't really, we can't really afford. You want to sell PSLs? Like but then again, that, you that, want to sell PSLs out at Arlington Heights? You want to get very well, no, hey, I want him here. I want him here. Well, I would do saying, anything. If we have to start a GoFundMe, let's do it. If you want to, you want to get Bears fans to pony up for the luxury suites, you know, a buddy of mine is a suite holder at Soldier Field and he's done. Uh, they're raising, he said they're raising, um, the uh, rates at for his suite by ten percent over each of the next three years. Isn't I that mean, nice? Without supporting the product. Yeah. So yeah. he said, "I'm done." But if you want, if you have the big picture uh, view about we we have to start getting people excited about a move to Arlington Heights and how many billions of dollars you're going to spend on on that stadium, you you have to make you have to get it right. And if you get a marquee name like Sean Payton to to come back, uh, come on up north and come home to Illinois and. You know, all of a sudden you have something that to get people excited That would help about. me spend my money, certainly. 312-332-3776, if you want to jump in and talk about uh, Sean Payton coming home, possibly. If you want to talk about the uh, GM and head coach search for the Bears, we'll certainly be previewing what is about to happen today with the early and late game in the divisional round of the NFC and AFC. It's Xander and Hanley. We'll be back in two minutes on ESPN 1000.